Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Dope Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is a place where I'm going to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. In this episode, number 312, I've invited Tara Lee Cobble onto the show. Like I was questioning the Bible because I was reading the Bible and I was like questioning not, is this true, but is he good? Do I like him? And when I was hitting the questions that were so hard for me, because again, the hardest parts for me were the parts that no one had ever touched on in my life and that I hadn't touched on in my own life. Like that's, that's on me as much as anyone else. I was an adult. I had a Bible. I had (laughs) access to everything. So I can't blame anybody else for that. But when I encountered those things and I had to decide if I wanted to, like, I was literally like, can I live off a barista's salary? Because I don't think I can be in full-time ministry anymore. I can't fake it. My, uh, My mentor said, the places where you have difficulty with God, lean in because the good stuff is on the other side of this. The good stuff is on the other side of this struggle, this wrestle, this question. And my friend Lee, the pastor who encouraged me to read through scripture, he said, the things that bother you about God, look for what motivates him to do those things. One piece of the Don't Mom Alone ministry vision is to help y'all stay connected to God. Because honestly, I believe we, even in isolation, quarantine, we have a present God empowering us to be the moms he designed us to be. But in order to remember that, it's connecting back to the truth of who he is. And so today's guest, Tara Lee Cobble, has created a daily podcast, The Bible Recap, and recently released a book version of that that kind of guides you through reading the Bible chronologically. So today, she is sharing her story of how that happened for her and why it matters. Why read the Bible all the way through? Let's get right to it. Here we go. Carly, welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thanks for having me. It's crazy to be in the same city and not in person. We'll blame <laughs> Corona. It's the world we live in. Hey, how many non-moms have you had on this podcast? Because you know I'm not a mom. You're, I know you're not. I just did an interview yesterday with a non-mom. Oh, right. I, I should make a list because it's probably more than you'd think. It's probably <laughs> okay. more than you think. I'm all about wisdom and mentoring and support. And to me, that comes from a lot of different sources. So I love that so much. Love you that. are our person. Uh, you and I were kind of talking about the journey God's had you on mm-hmm. to get even here. So I want to get right into it. You have created this fantastic resource that the buzz around January 2021 is the Bible recap. <laughs> Like in the little in the realms of people who are curious to read the Bible in a year, it's like Bible recap, Bible recap. So, yeah, take us like a little bit into the story. This wasn't your always place to land, and so it's not like it was you dreamed not. of this when no. you were a little girl. So, tell us about your backstory, in particular, and related to the Bible. 
So I grew up in a Christian home, which is, my guess is what a lot of the people who are listening are intending to foster in their own home, a Christian home where you take your children to church and you read them Bible stories and you tell them about Jesus. And that was my home. Absolutely. My parents love the Lord. It was not, we were not Sunday Christians by any means. My mom taught me John 316 before I was talking. So wow. my earliest memory is saying it with her. And I asked her not long ago, like, how did I, I don't remember learning it. And she said, I would say it to you every night when I brought you to bed. And so hmm. you, it just kind of got in your brain. <laughs> wow. So very early on, I, I grew up in this home that loved the Lord and loved the word. My family owns a Christian bookstore and that okay. was my first job. And so I am a person who my life was just steeped in the word, went into part to ministry in college when I, I wrote my first Bible study in college and went into full-time ministry right after college, like immediately and had all of this lifetime around the word <laughs> in church, in a family that loved the Lord and talked about him all the time and still had not read the whole Bible. And it was something that I, honestly, I didn't feel too bad about because I was like, I've read it all, you know, basically I felt like I had, I was like, surely I've skimmed it all over time. Like Mm -hmm. I'm sure I've heard it in a sermon or somebody's, you know, whatever. I'm sure I've covered it all piecemeal somehow. So I didn't even really feel bad about being in that place of being in full-time ministry, but having not read the whole Bible. Yeah. I get that. I've, there's times I've flipped through my Bible, just looking like, does every book in the Bible have some note like written in the side right? to yeah. show me that I've at least read some of it? Yes. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I think a lot of those that grew up in the church would understand kind of being adjacent to the word, but maybe not having read it all the way through. So yeah. what, like, what led you to that place? Like what would, made you motivated to do it finally? Um, I think, well, I can definitely pinpoint the exact moment I decided to read through it all. And it was, I was in full-time ministry. Um, I was a musician at the time, a worship leader. So, you know, ironically, I'm standing on the stage telling people to to love a God whose word I hadn't really fully read. Hmm. Um, and I had mostly learned about him secondhand through sermons, through devotionals, through things like that. I had not really encountered him much one-on-one. despite having all the tools and encouragement to do so. So I had all this head knowledge, but no real relationship with him and um, was in full-time ministry. (laughs) And a pastor friend of mine came to one of my concerts one night. And the next day we were talking um, at his church. We were in his office talking about maybe having me do something at his church. And he said, "Uh, let me ask you a question. Have you read the whole Bible? And I was like, I'm sure I've you know, just what I said to you, I'm sure I've pieced it together over time. And he said, start today, read the whole thing, let your eyes fall on every word, even the genealogies. And I, (laughs) my first thought, honestly, Heather was, I don't want to. Right. Like, and then I had this moment of what does it mean in my heart that I am in full-time ministry and I don't want to read the whole Bible. Hmm. And I was embarrassed and I was also like, just had some questions of, I knew that that wasn't, that feeling wasn't right or true. I knew that there had to be some kind of beauty and depth and joy in scripture that I hadn't encountered. And so I did, I started, I think it was August and, um, I started reading through scripture the whole way through. And I read, he, he suggested that I read chronologically, which I did not know that the Bible wasn't laid out in that order. Right. I didn't know that the Bible is actually laid out more like a library. 
your history books, your poetry books, your prophecy books. And so that was one reason I think that I had never connect. I, I, there was just so much I didn't know. <laughs> right. It's just so much I didn't know. Right. And like for anyone listening who's like, I didn't know that either. That's okay. Like, yeah. Now we're learning. We're all learning together, right? We're all right. learning together. And yeah. yeah. And it makes sense why we're not interested if it's not laid out, you know, in a, a book we're used to or a story. Right. And, yeah, and exactly. like has a, a rising and then the conflict and then the falling action. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Because we're people of story. We love mm, story. We're yeah. drawn in by story. Yeah. And so for me, reading it chronologically was more captivating. But there was also some other problems because, <laughs> Heather, I was seeing things nobody had ever told me about, right? things I had never heard of. No one had ever preached on this. And let me tell you, I was in churches around the world. Like right. I'd heard, it wasn't like I just sat under the same preacher all the time because I'm traveling for full-time ministry. So I'm encountering lots of different conference speakers and church speakers. And I was hitting topics I had never hit. And Mm -hmm. I was very confused and honestly, a little disillusioned. I felt like God had been living a double life when the reality is I had just never, I had only ever heard people talk about him, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of actually going to him to see what he says about himself. And so it was very disorienting for me. Yeah, But because I had that pastor friend offered to answer my questions along the way. So he said, you're going to have questions, write them down in your journal, and then, you know, we'll we'll talk through them when you have them. And I was so grateful for that. I mean, I think about the name of your podcast is Don't Mom Alone. For me, the name of my, the the theme of my story was don't try to read and understand the Bible alone. (laughs) Like that's, I needed someone to come alongside me and help me to seek the the wisdom of mentors and counselors and all that. Like you also mentioned earlier, that was huge for me because I had someone who was not going through it for the first time, sort of fumbling through and trying to make up answers. Like, well, maybe it's this. Well, I've always heard God is like this or God, God's this way. And this is what he means by this. Like I wanted someone to go, okay, the question that you have about this thing that's happening in numbers, we're going to flip over here to Leviticus and it's going to reference this and it's going to resolve that issue for you. Yeah. Have you been to seminary? But it feels like this is, you went to seminary basically. I have not been to seminary, but this feels like it. <laughs> this just feels like a better version, like what seminary is intended. Have someone disciple you through the Bible. You know, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, it, it was incredible. Yeah. And that's probably the only reason I kept reading because mm. regularly, regularly, I hit passages. I mean, maybe even almost daily. Right. I was thinking, if this is who God is, I don't want to keep reading. Yeah. Or I don't understand this. Why is this important? Why do I need to know this? This doesn't seem like it applies to my life. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. I just had a whole uh, uh, litany of excuses for why I didn't need to read what I was reading. And until I would say t- to my friend Lee, the pastor, I would say like, okay, why, why do I need to read these genealogies? Like what is important about this? And he would explain to me the importance and the beauty of those things. Then I was like, okay, okay, now I get it. And now I can, now I will read again tomorrow. Yeah. I I think some of you, maybe that's one of your goals is to read through the Bible and you're in the Genesis Job arena. If you're doing a chronological, you've done a little Genesis Mm -hmm. and now you're in Job at the time of this recording. And I had a mom reach out and she wasn't doing chronological and she was reading it just through Genesis with her kids. And she's like, okay, I'm going to need some help. (laughs) 
Right. Everyone said, read the Bible with your kids. And we're at the section with Lot and his daughters. Oh, boy. Right. And I'm really struggling here. And she listed all the like things she didn't want her kids getting from the story. And anyway. Yeah. I said, Bible recap. Why don't you check that out? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Yeah. But I think that I think that's right. Like you read it and it you go, huh? Sons of God are having sexual relations with women on earth. Who are sons of God? What is this? What's a Nephilim? Right. Why haven't I heard a sermon on this? But Hollywood's (sighs) made it a big thing. Yeah. What? I mean, it's crazy. That's a, that's on day two of the reading plan. And so, I mean, people are like, you're not going to talk about that, are you? And I was like, I got to, I can't be faithful to the text and not address right. it. Right. And one of the things that, you know, for the parents who are in that space with your children, let me encourage you with these two things. First of all, young Hebrew boys yeah. had the Old Testament, I mean, sorry, not the Old Testament, the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament memorized by the time they were 12. Yeah. So if you think your children are too young to be hearing this, just know (laughs) that young Hebrew children were memorizing it and reciting it aloud. Yeah. Um, So that should be an encouragement. And the second thing is, I am so excited about the parents who are reading through scripture with their children and who, you know, we have, we have lots of kids who do the Bible recap. When I I spoke at a church not long ago and like a five-year-old came up to me and she was like, Hey, Bible readers, which is how I open the Bible oh, recap every day. Stars, how and that. she listens with her mom every day. Yes. They don't understand everything, but they understand more than you think they do. They are retaining this. And here's what I know about the future of that five-year-old girl. She's never going to come to a point in her life where she feels disillusioned by the God of scripture because she hadn't actually encountered him, because she's going to have read through the whole Bible hmm. at age five. Yeah. She will never come to a place like, why didn't anybody tell me this? Why I never knew the Bible said this. Right. She's like, never going to be disillusioned or frustrated. Right. She's going to avoid what happened to me. Hey, y'all, I don't know if you know that we are a pet family, and we've had all kinds of pets, from Pac-Man frogs to hedgehogs, and we have two cats, Hamilton and Burr. And as you know, as much as we love cats, one thing we don't love is litter. But I'll tell you what, I am now recording my podcast in the office where we have the kitty litter, and I will tell you that we have been using Pretty Litter, this week's sponsor, and it makes such a difference. This room does not stink like it usually does. It also, I know, is a little bit healthier for our cats and helps us know if there's something going on with the cats because Pretty Litter is reinvented. It is not like your traditional litter. It's super light, so even getting the box in our house and transporting it to our office is not a chore. There are crystals that trap the odor and release the moisture. So it's this dry, low maintenance litter that really does not smell. I'm not joking, y'all. It does not smell. It is virtually dust-free. And like I said, it arrives on my door and lasts for up to a month. So if you want to check it out, Go get the world's smartest litter without leaving your home by visiting prettylitter.com and use the promo code DMA for Don't Bomb Alone to get 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code DMA for 20% off. prettylitter.com, promo code DMA. Didn't you say when I heard you talk that you read through the Bible once and you were depressed. Is that true? 
Uh, <laughs> depressed I make that up? Is, no, you did not make that up. Okay. I'm, I don't know if depressed is the word I used or not, but disillusioned, disillusioned. discouraged. Dis- okay. um, and honestly, uh, like I, I had this moment where I had to decide, do I still want to follow this God? Yeah. And here's, here was this, the hardest part for me, Heather, was that I knew it was true. I still knew, I didn't come away from it and go, "Mm, I'm not really sure that stacks up or like, Hey, I had this experience, this conversation with a Buddhist and what they said really made sense to me. It made me question the Bible. Like I was questioning the Bible because I was reading the Bible and I was like questioning, not, is this true, but is he good? Do I like him? And when I was hitting the questions that were so hard for me, because again, the hardest parts for me were the parts that no one had ever touched on in my life. And that I hadn't touched on in my own life. Like that's that's on me as much as anyone else. I was an adult. I had a Bible. I had <laughs> access to everything. So I can't blame anybody else for that. But when I encountered those things and I had to decide if I wanted to, like I was literally like, how, can I live off a barista's salary? Because I don't think I can be in full-time ministry anymore. I can't fake it. My, uh, my mentor said, the places where you have difficulty with God, lean in. Because the good stuff is on the other side of this. The good stuff is on the other side of this struggle, this wrestle, this question. And my friend Lee, the pastor who encouraged me to read through scripture, he said, the things that bother you about God, look for what motivates him to do those things. You got to zoom out. Don't just look at the action that you don't like. Look at the whole lay of the land, the whole story, which chronological really helped with that. Like you don't like that he just killed that guy who touched the ark as they're moving it. But zoom out, look at the whole, everything scripture says about the ark, everything scripture says about that guy, like look at all of it. You don't just get to look at that one incident. 100%. Yeah. And so that's another thing that reading chronologically helps with. Well, and like you said, I'm thinking back to this little five-year-old girl of the culture coming in and nitpicking verses or- us picking up the Bible and just narrowing in on one verse. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, well, you need to read the context. Well, let's read like the whole context. And yeah. like, if God is, is his character, do we believe his character is consistent or is he a God who changes? Right. So if he's the same God who loves us so much, he sent Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like that's that same God. Yes. So yeah. possibly the box I'm putting him in is <laughs> of my own creation <laughs> and I'm not the creator. Yeah. He is. And if I have a question and I'm wondering something about his character, I need to look at the whole. Like, does that hold up? Is he loving? He was, and he's the same God. So you so you had this reckoning though. You had this reckoning, and Lee is like lean in, push in. So what did you do with that? I read it again. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do this time when you read it? Well, this time when I read it again, I fell in love with him. Mm -hmm. Just the Lord, his goodness. I learned to trust him. You can't trust someone you don't know, and you can't know someone you don't spend time with. And the more I spent time with him, the more I knew him, beheld him, fell in love with him, started to understand his heart, started to understand his motives. And I was like, I'm in. I'm in way more than I ever thought I was in. Everything is changing. Like this is the lens of my life now. This is not something that is adjacent to my life or a part of my life. Everything else in my life has to fit around this. Hmm. And I'm going to be reading his word 
every day until I die. So it wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, my Lee sort of gave me this assignment as make sure you've read the whole Bible. And I think he did that knowing that once I did, I would be in for life. But so many people, their thought is I want to check that off my bucket list. Yeah. That's on my to-do list. And then I'll be done with that. Mm-hmm. But if you read scripture with a lens to look for God, you are going to be hooked. You are going to be hooked and you're going to want it in your eyes and your heart every single day for the rest of forever. I don't want y'all to miss what Terry just said about look for God. I think it's huge. I think you even said it when you spoke at our church is that everything shifts when instead of looking for myself and what I'm supposed to do, I shift and look for God. Absolutely. And that was a that was a real challenge for me. And that was something that my mentors pressed into me. But given the background that I had of a being human, so being selfish and and self centered and always thinking about myself. Uh, so that, that's definitely my background. And uh, oh, that's you. I'm not still like that a reality. at all, yeah. Yeah. I'm like so selfless. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. growing up in church uh, and Awanas and Bible school and uh, Christian. I went to Christian school for a while and all that. A lot of the things that I would encounter were what's my application point? That's the take. Mm-hmm. So what's your takeaway? What's your Uh, How are you going to apply this to your life? And so I would leave my devotional or my, you know, vacation Bible school or the study that I went to in college or whatever with my to-do list. I was looking for myself, my to-do list. And and also I was looking for, because I'm selfish, (laughs) how to force God to give me what I wanted. So show me the list of what I need to do so that you will have to fulfill all my hopes and dreams of, you know, a beautiful marriage and like a godly husband. And by the way, listeners, still (laughs) single. Um, and so is that a, like, are you, is that an invitation? Are you, no, it's not an invitation. Okay. I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, (laughs) despite all of my desires and prayers to get married, I do feel, I feel called to a life of singleness. I don't, it was, it's not my choice, but it's what I feel him calling me to. So I'm, I'm fully in for that intentionally single wasting any moment of your life right now. I don't feel. Yeah. So you, but you were talking, (laughs) that's your heart's desire and here you are. Here I am. Yep. Yeah. So, and there, there is no joy lost for me. Right. I am. Right. Yeah. I got, got it all. this arrival. When I get here, then I'll have joy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but all that to say, I was looking for how to get God to give me what I wanted as though it's a combination, you know, like a combination lock that I have to just, okay, three steps to the right and two steps to the left and then full circle. And here you go. And Whenever you look for scripture to tell you how to get what you want, and then it doesn't work out that way. So one of the things that I was wrestling with on that first trip through scripture was I've given my life, I've saved myself for marriage. I'm in full-time ministry. I've done all this stuff. Now I'm reading through the whole Bible and he still hasn't given me a husband. And scripture says, if I delight myself in the Lord, he will give me the desires of my heart. And he has not done that. He has not held up his end of the bargain. And so when I'm looking for how do I trap God into giving me what I want. How do I, you know, for for your listeners, maybe it's like, if I do X, Y, and Z, then my children will grow up to love God and they'll never commit the embarrassing sins and it'll all be well and good. And that's not, you know, that passage, that verse about training up a child in the way they should go and when they're old, they will not depart from it is in wisdom literature. It's not a promise. It's wisdom. It's not a formula either. Mm -mm. Right. 
Yeah. So these were really hard things for me to wrestle with because again, I'm reading scripture selfishly. I'm looking for me and how to get what I want Yeah. out of my life, out of my future. How do I feel safe? How do I feel like, like I have the, the, the best version of my life possible? And whenever I started looking for God and his character, everything changed. It would be like going out on a date with someone and only trying to find out how they could benefit you instead of actually trying to learn about who they are. Yeah. Utilitarian. Like, what are you, what are you going to do for me? Yeah. Very transactional. Yeah. So mm. reading with a lens to look for God and his character, it was hard. So I had to, I had to train myself to do that. And that's one of the things we do with the Bible recap. We end every day in the podcast and every day in the book. So there's a podcast that as you're reading through the chronological Bible, you can you re, you do the day's reading and then you come listen to the podcast. It's about eight minutes. Or you could read the book, which is two pages a day. So when you see it, it's like a 750-page book, but it's only two pages a day. Either of those options or you can use them together. But we end each day of the podcast and the book with what we call the God shot, which is our snapshot of God's character that we saw in what we read that day. And so for me... I had to do that in my journal when I was reading through scripture. I would have to say like, what did you see about God today? And I would ask myself these questions. What does God say or do in this passage? What does this reveal about what God loves or what he hates or what motivates him to do what he does? What aspect of God's character is revealed in what I read today? That was a whole different practice for me. And what's my application point? And I think for moms... I mean, moms out there who are listening to this right now, uh, look around the room that you're in. Probably uh, it's not perfect. Probably there's a stack of laundry that you need to fold. There's a bed that's unmade. There are toys everywhere. There's chaos in your kitchen, in the sinks and in the counters. And you are already burdened with a wild list of to-dos that feels unattainable anyway. You already feel overwhelmed by the to-dos in your life. So what I want to happen when you come to the word of God is for you not to feel like a failure in some other area of your life, like a, a, the burden of another thing to put on your to-do list. And here's why. Jesus says on the cross, it is finished. All that is required of you, he has already accomplished on your behalf. You lean into the finished work of Christ. You behold the living God in scripture. And all of a sudden, instead of feeling burdened by your to-do list, when you read scripture and you're like, I'm failing at all these things, you're going to be buoyed and carried along by the love of the God of the universe and by the person of who he is. And that's what I want you to take away from scripture every day, a vision of the God who loves you and who has already accomplished all that he requires of you. Hey, y'all wanted to share something with you that has been helping make my life a little bit easier. It's Thrive Market. So what it is, is a membership-based market that helps make healthy living easier. So one of my goals is to provide my boys less processed snacking options and they're eating so much. So I saw my friend Taylor Bashta had shared a recipe for these muffins. And I know she's a really healthy eater. And so some of the ingredients I didn't have. And so I went on to Thrive Market and I found them so easily and for cheaper than I would have gotten them in the store. And if I spend $50, then the shipping is free. And so 
I added some special bones for Charlie that will keep him from chewing all the things in our house. So basically a membership is $9.95 a month, or if you get a year membership, it's only $5 a month. And you totally make that back up in the savings. Most members save an average of $32 on every order. So if something's $5.99 at Target, it might be $3.99 on Thrive Market. If you want to check it out, maybe you're wanting to get rid of toxins in your cleaning supplies. I did a quick search. They had over 100 toxin-free cleaning supply options. And from your dishwasher to your laundry detergent and everything in between, if you want to check it out and join Thrive Market today, you're going to get 25% off your first order and an exclusive free gift. And the only way to get this offer is to go to thrivemarket.com slash DMA. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash DMA. You'll get that exclusive offer of 25% off your first order and a free gift. You can't get this offer anywhere else. So go to thrivemarket.com slash DMA. See, we need you, Terry. Mom's <laughs> needed that right now. I have I don't think we've ever been more burdened, overwhelmed, and unmotivated than right yeah. now. We're just depleted. I cannot imagine. Yeah. Completely depleted. Like nothing. So thank you. And I think the lie of the enemy is I know I should. So there's that burden. So there are moms out there that they feel like they should read the Bible chronologically, but they may, and they may have, but they have not encountered God. So I appreciate your like encouragement to look for him. Yeah. And then they're like, well, I, I don't want to do that because I know I get around a Leviticus and I stop. Like I, right. I've tried that before. I don't ever do it. What is the point? One, I will let y'all know. Cause I'm, I'm doing it because our church is doing it. And they gave me a copy when I heard Terry speak uh, is they're not dated. They have just a day on it. There's That's right. Freedom. It's you not January 27th no. on the thing. It's day, you know, Fine. day 27. I'm, yeah, I'm on. I just finished day six, y'all. I made it go. Let's just just do a little bit. Don't think that if it's not perfect, I'm out. Right. I don't know if I yes. said that right. If it's not perfect, I can't do it. So I love your view on this about yeah. how we cannot disappoint God. Yeah. I mean, truly, I want to let me speak to that and tell you this is a great time to just go ahead and put your perfectionism to death because you have none anyway. You have, <laughs> you are not perfect. And none of us think you are. <laughs> and none of us ever will think you are. And you don't want us to think you are anyway, because we don't like perfect people. Yeah. We feel inferior to them and we we don't like them. They and don't so, need Jesus. That's why I was right, saying, well, yeah, I don't need yeah. Jesus. I'm a yeah. I need Jesus. And so let's just go ahead and get rid of the lie that you have any perfectionism anyway, because according to Christ, he is the only perfect person. He is the only one who can accomplish what should be accomplished. So we can go ahead and say, I'm going to bring my wins and losses to this experiment. You know, I'm going to, I, every day I'm going to try to show up. And, you know, I had a friend who said, um, if you are struggling to read scripture, but you're still trying to read scripture, you are probably reading more scripture than you would if you weren't trying. Yeah. So if you endeavor to do this, this 365 day through the Bible in a year plan, and it takes you two years to do it, you're probably still reading scripture more than you would if you weren't trying. Right. And 
the days that you wake up and you see your Bible across the room and you're like, oh, I don't want to read that today. I don't have time for that today. First of all, I'll say, did you know you can have the Bible read to you on the Bible app? Like it will read it to you. If yeah. you're an audio learner, if you're a slow reader, if you get hung up in those, you know, those names that you don't know how to pronounce, this will help you. That's a good option for you. That's that's I love being able to to hear anybody who's listening to a podcast is somebody who likes to take things in auditorily. Yeah. So lean into that option, but also know there are going to be days where you don't do it and don't stop trying. Here's this, my friend Lee, this is um, a story that really kept me going. Uh, my friend Lee, the pastor, whenever I was starting and he wanted to tell me why I should keep going on the days that it was hard, he said, okay, imagine you are a parent and you're teaching your child how to ride a bike. Now, imagine that you are a parent who is all-knowing, you're omniscient, you know everything, you're outside of time, so you're already on the other side, not only of your child learning how to ride this bike, but of your child like graduating college and right. their whole life. So you're a parent who is all-knowing and you're outside of time. You know that it's going to take your child a hundred falls before they figure out how to ride this bike without falling. So when they fall the 55th time, you aren't going, oh, again, Rebecca, I'm so disappointed in you. You're going only 45 more times, only 44 more times, only 22 more times. You're getting closer and closer and closer to the moment when your child learns how to ride the bike without falling. And so on the day that you look and you, you, they totally forget to read when life is chaos and you didn't need even have time to think that God existed. And you wake up the next day and you feel disappointed in yourself that a day passed and you didn't read the Bible and you're so behind on your reading plan. Know this, the God of the universe, your loving father is not disappointed in you. He can't be disappointed because he has no unmet expectations of you. And, and here's why that's true. He has no unmet expectations because to be disappointed, you have to have unmet, unmet expectations. And to have unmet expectations, you have to not be omniscient because, because <laughs> you, already you have know. to, yeah, exactly. He already knows what's <laughs> going to happen. He already knows all the ways you're going to sin. And also he's already paid for all of them, for all of your sins of commission, all of your sins of omission. So the things you do that you shouldn't do and the things that you don't do that you should like maybe read your Bible. Jesus has already paid for all of that. So you can't disappoint God. And on top of that, all of the sin that he knew you were going to commit has already been paid for. So you can just walk right over to your Bible, pick it up and start reading it without any shame, without any ounce of condemnation. And if you hear shame and condemnation in your head, that is not the Lord's voice. That is either the voice of your flesh and your perfectionism, which again, we've already said you should put to death, or it's the voice of the enemy who wants to keep you from God's word. That is not the voice of your father. He wants to draw you near. Y'all, are you inspired? I'm inspired <laughs> and I'm already on. I'm already all in. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Tara Lee, I mean, uh, I just want to, I just want to wrap you up and just hug you <laughs> and say all Aww. the heartache and the open heart surgery and the, all the mm. steps to get here mm -hmm. to where you are for such a time as this. Can you think of a resource we need more? <laughs> you know, 
then yeah. his actual word, I mean, his word, we're so advanced, right? We're so advanced. We're such like advanced. <laughs> I, but like, come on. I think, I think it was even Beth Moore who said, okay, this isn't hard. Just read <laughs> the Bible and pray. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want help? You're yeah. having a hard time. You're struggling. But you know what? You packaged it all up. You're supporting us. We are not reading it alone. I love the podcast you could listen to with your kids um, on the way to school or at home if you are doing distance learning and you could integrate it into your day. That's eight minutes. They're not on a Zoom call or trying to ask you if they can play video games. It's... (laughs) It's great. I mean, we we love reading with our kids at night before bed. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, it's just like a little little sprinkling here, a sprinkling there and super helpful. So thank you for creating this. Thank you for your kind words over us today, just yes. reminding us of truth. And okay, so I'm going to point everyone to all the places where they can get all the things. Oh, um, thanks. And oh, I should say one of my staff members, she was like, when you talk to those moms, do not forget to tell them if they they are homeschooling, that you have a great resource for them. She was the president of the homeschooling association and she helped us build out the daily study guide that has like five questions for each day's Bible reading. So if you're doing a Bible class with your kids when you're homeschooling, we have like five questions on average, five, sometimes it's four, sometimes it's seven but for each day's reading. Wow. And we offer that on our on our website on the biblerecap.com. There is a it's the daily study guide. And there's also a weekly discussion guide if you're doing this with friends or with your husband or a uh, small group. Or however you yeah. yeah, you can okay. so th- those discussion questions are more like personal reflection type stuff whereas the daily study guide is just teaching you how to study the Bible. It's really cool. like the tools that I used to help find the things that I found in the Bible recap. So cool. Super helpful. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about that accountability. Don't read the Bible alone. I think those are fantastic helps. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being with us today. I loved it. I've loved it. And it's been so great. I hope I just see you across the highway somewhere. (laughs) Maybe we'll run into each other in a coffee shop somewhere. Yes. That's what's going to happen now. That's I love it. All right. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Heather. Thanks all you moms out there. I appreciate what you're doing. Okay, moms, I think I said it many times in this episode, but please hear me one more time. Reading through your Bible in the entire year or at all is not one more thing to add to your to-do list or to feel shame about that you aren't doing. This is an invitation. If life is overwhelming, if chaos is more your norm, if you are feeling out of control, and if shame is making you feel unworthy, the Bible reminds us that none of us are worthy and none of us are enough, but we have a God who is more than enough. And we can trust him that even if our circumstances are completely out of control and chaotic, he hasn't left us without help. And so I'm going to pray over us that we would feel that freedom and that invitation. Lord, I thank you that you do not leave us alone. No matter what messages we're hearing, no matter how distant you may feel, you are right there. I pray for any walls or boundaries or lies that are blocking feeling your love, that they would be torn down. 
that you would have access to whoever is listening so they would know intimately in places that only you can reach that they are loved, that you are faithful, that you can be trusted, even if the world is crashing around them. I pray that they would find their firm foundation in you alone. I thank you, Lord, that you are not surprised by our journey, that just like the kid learning to ride a bike, it may take 150 times, but you know the end result. And so you show us so much more grace than we show ourselves. I thank you, Lord, for that truth. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for being here. Join me next week. I interview Jackie. She is an adoptive mom and just her story. Y'all, good reminders left and right of who God is and our role in that. Um, Also, I've been doing little Instagram lives on Thursdays, uh, often related to that week's episode, sometimes not, but it's one way to kind of interact with y'all. So check those out. I did one with Sissy uh, Goff and with Kat Armstrong and just talked through the safe conversations. So go check those out over on Instagram at Don't Mom Alone. Thanks y'all for listening. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.